Let's go down to the holy river. Hello, welcome to Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Soul Sanctuary from Emancipation. Recorded spring 1995 at Paisley Park and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track, it is just Prince. Um, although he adapted a song by uh, the writer Sandra St. Victor um, and turned it into this song. It was originally called Sanctuary and he turned it into Soul Sanctuary. She also had co-writers on that of Thomas Hammer and Jonathan Kemp. And the track is 4 minutes 42, and joining me to talk about it is Josh Norman. Hello, Josh. Hello, Darren. Um, now, in terms of a genre, I feel like I can, I'm can. i quite safe by saying that this is a ballad. I, like I've, It feels like there's no kind of quibbling as to exactly uh, the type of song it is. Um, it, and I mean, interesting that Prince adapted this from somebody else's uh, song because it, this feels very much like uh, a song about Maite, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if and it, if it doesn't feel like Prince has adapted someone else's work, it just feels like something that he's coming from his own, um, you know, from his own thoughts, from his own soul about, you know, his sanctuary, <laughs> to coin a phrase. Um, you know, I felt like I walked into that. There's no way I was getting out of that sentence. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, I, I feel like it is, it is a ballad, but at the same time, it doesn't quite feel like a love ballad. Like, um, you know, this, this, this is kind of a declaration of love, but not kind of in the normal way that Prince does this, uh, which I feel is where the influence of, uh, Sandra St. Victor comes in. Um, you know, it takes a slightly different point of view in terms of, you know, the, the declaration of love. Yeah, if I had just, you know, listened to Emancipation without looking at liner notes and recognizing other obvious covers that are on the album, it wouldn't have struck me as, well, this isn't a completely, a song that wasn't completely from Prince's mind. Um, but you're right, the approach is a little more, a little more poetic, I think, than what you typically see in a Prince love song. Not to say he's not capable of doing that. He is. Um, but I kind of yeah. saw it more of like, a, you know, a, there's a couple songs on Emancipation like this where it's Prince taking a step back and it's almost like observatory um, rather than, you know, him completely involved with someone. It's his inner thoughts and just kind of, you know, observations from Prince's standpoint of being in awe of someone's beauty. Yes. And I, I think there are some interesting phrases in this uh, this song which kind of give away the fact um, that it's not 100 percent Prince. Um, which is not to say he wouldn't have come up with these by himself, um, but I feel this kind of this is going to be maybe an odd thing to call back to. But uh, you know, solo from uh, from mm. Come, um, there's the, you know obviously written by um, David Henry Wang. There are a few phrases in that which feel kind of more like they were written by someone else, and then there's certain turns of phrase which feel more kind of princey. And I would say in this. Um, you know, you have the kind of the lines of, um, you know, someplace where your face is all that I see, you know, that that's and you know, there's an interesting point there of where the rhyme is on that particular line, because you have the someplace in the face. Um, and then you have the where the love with the love we make intoxicates intensively. And that doesn't that doesn't feel like a phrasing that Prince would normally use. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's that's something that stands out to me where I'm like that that feels like that's someone else's kind of point of view. And Prince is kind of just, you know, changing it a little bit to make it fit the way that he would say it. Yeah, I think by this time, you know, 1996, it's he's almost 20 years into his career. So we've got a pretty good blueprint of what goes on in Prince's head from time to time. 
Um, so seeing these sort of anomalies are they're a little bit easier to pick out at this point, I think, in his career. Uh, you know, the main the main theme of this of you know where he said you know the the kind of uh, the kind of refrain of there is hope, there is joy, my soul sanctuary. Uh, and of course, I'm saying it like that because that's how Prince sings it. You're right. Uh, he doesn't say sanctuary; he says sanctuary. <laughs> um, and as with as with the word controversy, you know, uh, the way Prince has sung or pronounced things has kind of crept into my uh, into my own language. Right. Um, so you know, I f- I feel like that's an, that you know that's that's kind of like definitely about my take. That's what it feels like to me. Um, you know, and this is you know this is a song unusually for Emancipation from a year before. You know, this is from 1995. Um, so this is before Prince and Maite had got married, but obviously, you know, they were very much together. And so I this feels like the song of someone, um, I don't want to say not married because that sounds odd, uh, but this feels like the kind of song you would sing to someone, you know, um, while, you, you know, to get them to say yes to an engagement. You know, it, it feels like proposing, you know, how they are the center of your life. Um, and that is that is like why you want to marry them, like if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it does. It's just like another, you know, a more um, heartfelt and mature version of courting time or courting time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think the kind of particularly like the phrases like, um, you know, loving you in silence, never ending kiss, you know, under your gaze, I can peacefully exist. I mean. These are beautiful sentiments, you know. Very much so. Um, if anyone sang these to me, I would certainly be like, "Well, you know, let's get married tomorrow." You know? <laughs> you've, um, you've got my attention, Princey. <laughs> yeah, you had me at never-ending kiss. <laughs> you know, and, and kind of, I always, I always find it funny when Prince um, kind of uses old-timey language uh, when he has the "all of me I give to thee" uh, down at your feet. You know, like. That probably feels like a line that definitely wasn't from Prince. Um, but I, occasionally he will do that where he'll use a kind of an old timey phrase and you'll think to yourself, I wonder where that's come from. Um, and I think in this case, this has come from the co-writers of the song Sanctuary. I feel. Probably that um, and also to get a rhyme to work. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, it does. I mean, and this is something as well that I do really enjoy in this song is these these odd placements of rhymes like the all of me I give to thee. But then the rest of the, the you know, the rest of the, the kind of the line at, at your feet, that's that doesn't rhyme with anything. But I still, I you know, those kind of like, I don't know, I, I'm sure that there is a correct poetic term for it. But, um, you know, it's just it's just an interesting kind of thing that he does in this song where he'll have rhymes early in the line and then the, the line will keep going and nothing else will rhyme. Yeah, it does have a very unique, you know, cadence, I guess, to the entire song. That's um, like you said, as you know, kind of hints at. Well, this might not be just completely him. There's someone else involved crafting this. And you know, we we have this uh, <laughs> we have this this interesting fruit line where Prince is uh, loving you in passion, unmolested in this garden, mango and nectarine, sweet honeydew. I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's not, I mean, you know, my mouth runneth over with ecstasy. Again, some old timey language there. Um, it's true, baby. I love the taste of you. Again, Prince. That feels like that last line is Prince, I and did. the previous three were somebody else. <laughs> like um, he he heard that and decided to end it with "I love the taste of you." <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you know, we're talking about a garden here, and people are. And Prince is like, 
I'm not talking about a garden. That's I know right. what I'm talking about. When I when I talk about mango and nectarine, um, I, I feel like we've got to make it a bit more explicit in this final line where exactly that's going. Um, you know, my mouth runneth over with ecstasy, exactly. I love the kind of production of it as well, because obviously, you know, it's Prince solo in the studio and, we, you know, it feels very much like that. Like the, you know, the production of it feels very kind of light and airy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's, I think, is Thinking About You the song that follows this up uh, on the album or... You know, is that just my imagination placing those? Or uh, no. no, I think email. it's email that follows mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, yep. but uh, "Dreaming About You" is a couple of tracks down the line, and the production on "Dreaming About You" is is more kind of claustrophobic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas "Soul Sanctuary" feels a lot more kind of airy, um, and I I don't know kind of what makes the difference, but it feel it just feels to me like Prince in the studio by himself has kind of made this very light song. Um, and I'm almost certain that, um, you know, that Dreaming About You is, you know, a later song. Yeah. I, um, and I think maybe it's 1995 that kind of gives it this light and airy feel. And I think by the time we get into 96, things have got a little bit heavier. Uh, maybe so. And then Dreaming About You has a lot of spoken words in it also. We're here, you know, he's committed yeah. to his falsetto throughout the song. Um, and I think, it, you know, he was sort of at his vocal peak around this time, you know, in my mind with some of the, uh, especially the covers that he did, Betcha by Golly Wow. The, uh, you yeah. know, the notes he could still hit effortlessly, you know, really stand out in the song, too. Yeah, that is something I hadn't mentioned. Yeah, this is this is a return to the falsetto, which is at this time, you know, this is more of a rarer event. You know, Prince has mostly kind of shifted um, down in his vocal range a little bit for most of his singing. Um, and he kind of only pulls out the falsetto when he kind of I don't know feels like he needs to make a point or when he does ballads, he tends to see kind of go there. Um, you know, and on, on Betcha by Golly Wow, he really does kind of, he, you know, he's all over the place in terms of his, uh, in terms of his range. He goes really down low and he gets, you know, as high as, as he possibly has ever gone. Yeah. Whereas here he is just kind of committed to that kind of, you know, the kind of the top range of the falsetto and just kind of, uh, which, you know, always fits with his ballads better. I feel like, you know, out, out of this, out of the stuff that Prince does, I feel like his falsetto always really works. Um, particularly when he's singing something that is meant to be heartfelt. Um, you know, like this is, I feel like the falsetto really kind of sells it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard at least a, a studio version of a song where Prince is uh, using his falsetto voice where I thought, oh, it's just not quite there. Uh, first of all, if it wasn't there, I think he would realize it and not, not, let it, not put it out. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, I don't think he ever reached that point from a studio standpoint. And there is, there is one more interesting line that I think, in, you know, stands out to me in the song, which is the... Uh, uh, you know, under your gaze, I ponder this love tonight, unbothered by the chaos swirling around outside. Uh, in your arms is where I want to live and die. Which, you know, I mean, that last line is kind of a, you know, that's a bit of a, a kind of a cliched sentiment. But I find the unbothered by the chaos swirling around outside to be an interesting line because, um, you know, normally when Prince talks about, you know, stuff outside, it's usually something to do with weather. And it's almost always rain. There's almost always rain somewhere. Um, but in this, it just says the the chaos swirling around. And I don't know if that is a reference at this particular time to the Warner Brothers contract, um, which, you know, obviously he's still a year away from getting out of. Um, you know, he wasn't at this point, I would say, certain that Emancipation was going to be released. So when he's recording this song, that line could maybe, you know, talk about how he's he's not really thinking about that or, you know, how that's not an issue, how his, his mind is more focused on his relationship. But I do find it interesting that there are there are still little kind of hints of uh, the the kind of contract disputes that show up in some songs on on emancipation. Not a huge amount, obviously the title track, 
um, has, has a lot to say yeah. about the kind of contract dispute. Um, and there is a song called Slave. But I feel like outside of those songs, there's only kind of passing mentions. Um, and maybe maybe Unbothered by the Chaos is, uh, is, is a passing mention to that. I mean, it might be nothing. It might just be literally using it as a metaphor. But to me, sometimes I can't help but see... Uh, those kind of small references like yeah and he he had used that the word chaos you know was the previous album chaos and disorder um and the title track there um kind of referenced that a lot too so that was something that he went back to a couple of times with that particular word like you said this was at a time a year previous so it's hard to know if that's related or not or just something that was worked into a song i mean he had already recorded the title track for chaos and disorder before this song anyway yeah but obviously you know he probably didn't know that it that was going to be the title track to the to the, the that particular album so um but you know there are there are certain things that prince kind of returns to just kind of saying every now and again and i guess the word chaos kind of came up a few times during this time period uh, much like the word dig um has a tendency to kind of reoccur every five or six years in prince's vocabulary right um which obviously on the previous album he he really went hard on that with the dig you better dead um, but you know, so there are certain words I think that that kind of return in Prince's vocabulary, and also the fact, obviously, you know, this is Prince adapting a different, you know, another person's song. Um, so you know, we don't know if there is a, uh, you know, if there is the word chaos in that song. It might just be a coincidence. True, um, true. But you know, as a as a fan, you can't help but see these conspiracies in some of the songs. <laughs> yeah, especially um, if you so. pay attention to to lyrics, like like some of us do. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think it's interesting as well that you know. Um, Soul Sanctuary was going to be part of the, you know, the the Playtime by Versace project, um, you know, and uh, indeed did appear on that. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that Prince held that over and put it onto Emancipation, uh, you know, some of the other songs that were on that project, um, I think, found their way onto uh, onto other albums. Mm-hmm. Um, like I Like It There, you know, that was obviously on um, Chaos and Disorder. Um, but most of them, you know, obviously, and also Dinner with Dolores. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a couple of other songs that, you know, ended up on Crystal Ball, um, you know. But most of them, other than appearing on, on that project, they haven't kind of reappeared anywhere else. And Soul Sanctuary is the only song from that project to find its way, uh, you know, onto Emancipation. So I think it's interesting that that's the song that Prince picked to kind of put onto this project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly given the prominence of Emancipation. Um, you know, and Prince did play this song live a few times in 2002. Um, but after that, you know, he didn't play it again. Um, and I don't know if when he played it in 2002, maybe he was, you know, uh, referring to his new wife uh, rather than his previous wife when singing the song. Uh, I feel like the problem with some of the stuff on this second disc is with it being about Maite, it, it kind of became hard for Prince to sing those songs um, after their relationship broke down simply because of you know the kind of the memories and the kind of the way that that relationship ended um so there are a lot of songs particularly on this second disc you know that prince kind of you know maybe played live in 95 96 but then never performed the, them again after that point and i can kind of understand why because you know obviously uh, you know 1996 was a kind of uh, both a kind of you know a high and a very a very very deep low for prince and so, you know, I can understand why after kind of 97, he was probably reluctant to revisit the music from that time. Yeah, especially disc two, which you could see as the ballad or love portion of Emancipation. And she was the center of all that, the inspiration for all of it. So I agree. I mean, you know, not to say that obviously you can't repurpose a ballad that you meant for one person for another person. Um, but I, I mean, that feels like maybe a bit of a cheap move. And but 
you know, I, I can understand maybe why he brought it back in 2002 and played it a little bit because, you know, this is an enjoyable song. Um, and for me, I would say probably a four out of five. Um, you know, there are a couple of other songs on this disc that I feel are kind of clear five out of fives. And I don't think this is on the same level of that. And, you know, I only say that because I feel like to me, I mean, I enjoy the production, but I it, it feels it feels like it goes on a little bit too long. Maybe maybe this song's about a minute too long for me. Um, you know, the kind of the repetition of, of, you know, Soul Sanctuary kind of I'm like, OK, I, I've kind of got the point. <laughs> um, you know, I, I sometimes I feel with these emancipation songs and this is something that, you know, I've said a few times. It feels like Prince was trying to make it up to the 60 minutes. And so sometimes something goes on for about 30 seconds longer than it probably would have on another album, just so that Prince can round everything else to those those 60 minutes. Um, and with this, it feels like this is, a you know, maybe maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a little bit too long for me. Um, and that's why I can't go any higher than a four. All right. I'm right with you on a four out of five. I thought, you know, the, the other way I described the song that we had mentioned is maybe a little tropical, you know, in nature. It sounds like a almost like a beach love song to me from a beach resort. I don't know if it's the xylophone part yeah. or, or what it might be, but um, <laughs> it is. I always think of it as a little tropical. And But I agree. It is a little bit uh, one note throughout, although his singing is pretty superb. Um, and definitely yeah. neat to see a collaboration with him committing an, a song to an album that he didn't completely uh, create is unique. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with where you are on a, on a four out of five. No argument from me. I should say as well, I do love the vocals on this song. Like I, you know, I always like when Prince, uh, you know, returns to the kind of um, uh, returns to his falsetto, and you know, I, I feel like the vocals on this song are, are really good. But it's it's just it's just kind of yeah like you say it is a bit one note it doesn't feel like it it, it moves to a second gear at any point it's just the the same kind kind of tone all the way throughout yeah. and I feel like maybe it needed to go somewhere a little you know maybe a middle eight that did something to kind of take it to the next level but it just feels. You know, maybe that's something that comes from the original song, though. So maybe that's not entirely down to Prince. Yeah. Although, you know, once you find your soul sanctuary, do you really want to go anywhere else? So maybe he was quite happy <laughs> sticking around where he was. I guess. I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Should go without saying no one's covered this song. I feel like at this point, you know, we're kind of at the, the point where people generally didn't cover Prince songs. There are a few actually later songs that people did cover. Uh, you know, in the event of his passing, uh, but at this point, this is not. This is not, not going to be a Tom Jones or Art of Noise, you know, running in and, and grabbing Soul Sanctuary and turning it into a mess. Please, t- please, please tell me there's a law somewhere that prevents Tom Jones from singing this song <laughs> ever. Hopefully, ho- I think it might only apply in the UK though. Uh. Um, so yeah, so I feel like we said as much as we can about Soul Sanctuary. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Josh? Yeah, thanks again, Darren. Uh, I co-host a podcast called The Mountains and the Sea. Uh, that's a reference to a verse from my favorite Prince single, Mountains. Uh, the format of the podcast is uh, my wife and I take a look at a single Prince album, uh, discuss the highs and the lows or the mountains and the sea. Uh, then also devote a podcast to any kind of ancillary material surrounding that album. It might be fashion, live shows, B-sides, um, unreleased material, associated artists' uh, albums. We take a look at those two and package them all together. Uh, we do it kind of in random order. We don't do it chronologically. And I usually surprise my wife with this, hey, this is what we're doing next. Um, so uh, you can find us on Twitter at TMATS Podcast. That's T-M-A-T-S Podcast. 
And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter for Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure where you would. Unless you're Tom Jones, then by all means do. That'd be fine. Um, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, thanks very much for being my guest here, Josh. Yeah, Darren, thanks for inviting me. And goodbye. Bye bye.